Welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I am your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have our full crew with us. Just to change things up, Brendan, how about you introduce your character to us? Hello! Uh, thank you for having me. I will be playing Yolok, the Slippery Kobold Treasure Hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem. Getting out, on the other hand, he is beneath notice and has an eye for antiques. And finally, he has complete dedication to the mistresses. Uh, on this journey, he has his masterwork thieves tools, his Maroti stiletto, and he is driven by the king killer. And how many fate points do you have? Zero. Awesome. All right, Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Her trouble is that she does not kill. Her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Now you get the thorns. She also has her um, negative energy ward and the staff of summer flame. And how many fate points does Mira have? Down to two. Wow, I think that might be the lowest you've ever gotten in this game. Pretty close, too. I know I've tapped out at some point, but I think I probably spent them with spent with them willy-nilly because I knew we had a refresh coming up. But I'm down to two, so here we go. All right, and Erin? I play Eleanor Westergaard. She is a beguiling magical slayer with venom in her veins. She also has aspects of fantastical facades, Westergaard family business and lady on a mission and then she is still in possession of the negative energy ward and her fancy whip she has zero fate points as well awesome that fancy whip got some use last time it sure did that was awesome <laughs> so last time was an entire episode of a dramatic fight with your um, old nemesis, the uh, undead were-tiger Nikumba, who had been regrown his hand and tried to magic all of you to death, but you uh, you had other opinions. And it ended with Yolok completely shredding his body so that Mishkanet cannot do anything else with that corpse. We so, hope. We hope. So with that... Uh, I believe we actually ended uh, with, uh, after shredding the body, I walked over and started picking the lock. You sure did. So, let's pick up this episode with uh, a satisfying click as Yolok easily undoes the lock. And the door is open. And in the back wall of the cell is the shadowed, huddled form of... Tomlin, the human man that you've been, that you've come to rescue. Mira flies forward and does not care how many bodies are in between her and Tomlin. She is going to get to him and make sure he's okay. She crashes into the wall. <gasps> as her arms pass through an image of Tomlin. <gasps> And as the, the, the image still is there, and he's huddled, and you now see on the ground two small prisms in the dirt, oh! 
similar to the ones that were sent to you in Piranu. And the body shuffles a bit and mutters, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. And you are in your you are in and among his huddled form in the cell, and he is not there. So A lot of feelings. Um, <laughs> trying to process them in real time. Um, so Mira just like from the minute, you know, she she doesn't meet resistance and she hits stone and air, she's just she's confused, trying to grapple with like wait what? All of these assumptions that we had just so she's Eleanor, trying to... as in a as a professional illusionist, Eleanor immediately realizes what is going on. That this is an illusion being projected by the by the gems. Mira, Mira, he's, it's not him. It's, it's Eleanor rushes over and grabs the, the two gems. Mira, it's, it's an illusion. When you touch Don't the gems, touch those. as soon as you touch the gems, <gasps> the image disrupts because their alignment was precise. And the image sort of like separates itself as the gems move and then it disrupts and fizzles away. Oops. Gone? Is it gone? The image is gone. Oops. <gasps> I collect the gems. I hand them to Mira. M- Mira, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so Eleanor, f- Eleanor. Whatever you have to say doesn't matter. That was the only connection we had when we got here. He heard me. He looked up when I said his name. He heard me. We had a direct line. I and don't- you. I don't think you did. I think it was just circumstance. He can't hear you. That that is an image. I don't know that. Mira. You hear a voice. Tomlin, can you hear me? Mira. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? Tell me that you can hear me. I'm looking at the gems. I. I. Uh, That's not confirmation enough. Oh I don't God. think he. I don't think he can hear you, Mira. I don't think he can. It's a one way. It's a it's a one way spell. So Mira is now very familiar with this feeling, which is crying, panic, rage. I feel like that feeling goes along with now you get the thorns. Would you like a fate? Would you like? a fate point on that aspect. Sure. I think yes, you deserve please. a compel for that. Because I'm going to... Yeah, the thorns are coming out because... <laughs> it was bad. It's worse. It's worse now. Okay, so thank you. Um, what does Mira have to do to get that compel? I I would be happy to offer you a compel right now uh, on your aspect. Now you get the thorns. If uh, you would like to take a fate point, if you would like to direct those thorns at Eleanor for messing things up. I'm going to deny the fate point because I think in her heart of hearts, she trusts her friend and she just wants to get over the rage and direct it at... because. It's intentional. Seeing those crystals, this is now the second time his tortured visage has been projected before her eyes. Yep. And that's 
too, too many times. And she's just, she just sees Miss Kenneth's face, which she saw on her way down here. She did. And that's what's emblazoned in her mind. And she does not misdirect it towards Eleanor. But All right, go Mira. But what she does is she grabs Eleanor's wrists and like, you know, imploringly clasps her hands that are holding the crystals. And Eleanor, is there any way that you can trace the source? Do you know where this image is being projected from? Is that something I can do? That sounds like the perfect application of a challenge. So Eleanor is going to take those shards in her hand and she is going to kind of uh, close her hands around them and see if she can feel where that energy is coming from very cleverly. No, this <laughs> is an application of this is absolutely focus. Oh, and this is <laughs> like, this is a level of, um, this is the kind of stuff that comes with academic training of magical technique <laughs> that you do not have. Um, Eleanor's focus is zero. This is going to be very hard. Zero. So the difficulty is a four. Oh, shit. That, I have no fate points. Correct. Can Ella, can Mira help me? I will sure try. Mira, I want you to put your hands around mine, and we are going to channel our energy together as best that we can. I need all the help I can get. Question. While they are doing that, I am scoping out the halls. I don't want anything sneaking up on us, so I've taken sort of like like a like a one of those sideways positions on the door and i'm just kind of keeping lookout perfect good 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 okay so So i have a question how far down my ritualist training did i get with thetra um, and would that qualify uh, uh i'm going to say enough that you can try to help here but this is also you've gone far enough down your training that you can try to help you have a sense of what might work here, and but this is going to be hard. You don't, you're kind of fumbling in the dark here, especially because the nature of the the study is one that you know nothing about. So, what this would be is for you to give her a boost. Um or actually uh, in, for you to give her a create advantage, but for you, this would be focus, but it's a difficulty five. Oh. But my focus is three, Your so focus is three. we'll this see. Is not out of I your... don't officially what have a What you guys are trying to do is very hard. So how about you roll first, yes. and we see if we if I get the boost. Correct. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, That's a one. Oh! Net one. You oh. have a fate point. You actually have to. <laughs> <laughs> Can you find a relevant aspect? Now you get the thorns. Yeah, I mean she's she's pouring all of her rage yeah. into sure. I'll take everything that. she's got. Do you yeah. want to spend the fate point? 
I think. So, that would... Do we want to have me roll to see if it's even worth it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's try it. No, that's not going to fly. You need to know... So, um, we need to, we do need to know this first. Okay. Oh! Okay, so, to be clear, so you're currently at a one on the dice, which puts you at a four, right? No, no, I'm at net one. Oh, you're at net one? one Oh. And a three focus. Oh, so you're, you're, you're spending a fate point to re-roll, basically. Yeah. Ah. I don't, I do not think I'm going to hit a four. No, I mean you can you can also spend both your fate points and get up to a five if you don't want to leave anything to chance. But, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to roll a four because I have zero. So even if you give me a boost of two, that requires her to roll a two like on a her dice. Perfect. And I'm rolling right now, and it is just. I mean, I'm trying to get all the negative rolls out, but <laughs> it's not looking good through the chamber. I don't think there's anything I can, like, I genuinely do not believe there's anything I can do to help. I don't think there is either. This, this is, is way out of his This is pretty line. far out, yeah, pretty far and, out. And you two are, you two are going into, like, if you had, um, what's his name that Yolak was hanging out with, uh, Kama, if you had Kama that Yolak made friends with, um, Kama would be a huge help here. I mean, we sort of do have Kama sitting right next to me. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> So, um, uh, the, okay. so I'm giving you guys a chance, but I want to make it very clear: this is hard. This is not in either of your wheelhouses yet. <laughs> Sorcerers don't do rituals without extra training, which you don't have. Okay. Which I have given you opportunities, and you have not taken. Me? Well, either. <laughs> I did. You could have taken up the training as well. I am just saying, I, got, okay. I have opened okay, doors. Okay. okay, well, let's just do this roll. We're probably not going to find it. I don't think you should spend the fate points. I think okay. we just say, nope. Like, let's just see what happens. Zero. All right. Asked and answered, I guess. We do not know. So Eleanor sits there, and Mira's got her hands and she is trying, she's taking every ounce of magic that she has, and she is pouring it into these glass shards, but she just, she's getting nothing back. Nothing. So, when you fail with focus, <gasps> it takes, so that is a fail. You guys applied your energy into something, and there is always a cost <gasps> when the dice hit the table. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. The defining nature of focus is that it takes time. <laughs> no! You did not tell me this was going to happen. What did you think? There was only a positive outcome? Yes! This is not, this is not how fate oh. runs. Bring the hammer down, GM. What happens? So, you spend critical minutes. You spend several minutes there trying to focus and stretch. And Eleanor feels like a, the t she's starting to feel a tug 
And she's like, I almost know. And it takes a while. And finally, she just recognizes that, like, there is a direction and I just can't get a read on it. And the hallways are silent. And minutes have passed. And you don't know yet what that means. Have I noticed any change in the hallways at all? It is eerily quiet. I'm still Skullhead glamoured. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, I would like to, uh, while they are doing this, walk out and scope out any other um, nearby cages. Ah. Any, uh, or, or jail cells. So they are doing this down on this level, actually, most of them are, um, most of them are empty. They what were, about the ones that aren't empty? The ones that aren't. There is one that has a, um, has a werecat, or has a, sorry, there is one that has a cat folk in it who is chained to the wall with both hands up above their head, sitting on the ground. The one that we talked to? No, different one. And they are passed out, but they are there. They're not, like, babbling or anything. They're just asleep. Okay. Uh, Can I try to pick the lock? Sure. While these guys are working on their their magical stuff, sure. That's not even hard. These locks are not complicated for you. Nope. Okay, cool. And, uh, I, uh, I don't really, I, I give them a quick shake and I say, I'm, I'm going to unlock your shackles now. Try and escape. And I start unlocking their shackles. And a pair of green eyes look up at you and, oh, what, 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 what? This I'm going a... to unshackle you now. Try and escape. Is this a trick? No trick. Oh. oh. Th- thank you. Thank you. And they, after a moment, they sort of unsteadily get to their feet. And they, uh, they start staggering up the stairs. Okay, so are they walking out the exact same way that we walked in? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. It's the only way they know. Yep. Okay. I feel like that's Great. kind of mean, releasing people, because there's no way they're going to make it out. Like, they're all just going to get, unless we help them to get out, they're just going to get up, and then they're going to get caught, and then get tortured because they tried to escape. Well, hey, distractions... Distractions. We can Brutal, yo, luck. What you gonna do? Dedication to the mistresses, not to random cat folk. You know, you at least gave them a chance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so um, I think that we need to do that Wookiee prisoner gag again, and I think we need to go back out. And I think so there are no... Are there more levels to, cause I know that like we were on a different level at some point. Yeah. So and... let, let's take in, so let's take stock real fast. So you are 
you have gone down. I think you went two levels down. And then from there, you have walked down some more flights of stairs. So you're several layers deep in the depths of the, in the dungeons now. Um, you don't know if this dungeon goes any deeper than the level you're at. You have no clue. You have an indication that the way that the person just, that the way you came in is the way out. Um, the skeleton referenced another, there, there, that referenced kind of the uh, catacombs that were kind of the opposite direction on this, that started on the same level. And, uh, there's the escape. And there was this, yeah, the escape passages there. Yep. Do we have to do, in order to get to the escape passage, do we need to go back out through the, the, the bone door? The skeleton spot, the skeleton door? Uh Yes. Yes, you do. Um, that door, the, the thing he was referencing was on that hallway further down from him, which led towards the catacombs. So is there, can I see anything going deeper in these dungeons? Um, if, uh, there is a hallway stretching out the direction you haven't gone yet, um, and, uh, you are welcome to scout that now while they're doing their stuff. Has there been any indication at all that, like, as you delve deeper in these dungeons, security's getting tighter or looser or more dangerous things are here or there, there's more valuable things here? Any indicators? So thus far, you have reached, uh, for the dungeons, it was a, really a magical guardian. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the skeleton would do. Presumably the door may not have even been opened. Who knows? Um, you didn't encounter particular guard forces okay. down here, which is interesting. Yeah, so I guess I would, uh like to do that well if if they're still summoning or doing their ritual i would like to scout a little bit farther presumably assuming that i still don't see any danger approaching from the direction we came from so it doesn't take far for you to go down for this tunnel to actually reach a uh, a dead end at the end and uh, at the very 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 far end there is a there is a cell and in the dark of that cell there is a knoll and he's not huddled helplessly on the ground he is standing and his back is to the wall and he's looking at you and and he is just sitting there with his arms folded and as you get in front he is his arms are you can tell his arms are shackled and they're just crossed in front of him sort of awkwardly because the the chains don't quite let him fully cross. The dude is enormous. And his eyes are just glowing yellow in the dark. And as he sees you in the door, he just growls. Do I know you? Go away. I I can do that very easily. But before I go, do I know you? You serve Meshkinit. 
Uh, Undead wench! Well, I believe that you and I just became fast friends, dear Noel. I walk up to the door and I start picking the lock. He, there's a throaty growl, but he doesn't move. I will not be humiliated again. Most you excellent. will not break me. Wonderful. Would you care for a chance to fight Mesh Kennet again? The yellow eyes in the dark blink. Because we are on our way to kill her, and your assistance would be greatly appreciated. I don't understand. I'm sorry, what part was confusing? <laughs> You're letting me out? If you promise to kill us, to kill Mesh Kennet with us. <laughs> Little Cobalt, free these claws. Wonderful. Unlock. <laughs> sure. So do you I, open do I need the door. to roll or anything, or no? <laughs> Sweet. Getting in is easy. Getting in is easy. Is no you problem. Open the door, and as you walk up to him, he holds out his hands, and he's just breathing. You feel his breath washing in and out over you while you unlock the shackles, and you see a little bit of drool dripping down off of his enormous fangs. And as you're undoing the shackles, you realize that his arms are just like the size of your torso. This is the biggest knoll you have ever seen in your life. And you're pretty sure he could squash your head like a grape. Awesome. <laughs> if we weren't newly best friends. Now, tell me, what is your name? I have run into your kind before, although I can't say I've ever met one quite as large as you. The the largest one I'd ever seen before seeing you was named Hogger. <laughs> he smiles. I am Rising Sun. Ah, wonderful to meet you. I have Follow us. Seen... We are on our way. I have not seen the light of day. In five years, four months, and fifteen days, I would see it again. I'm going to bring you to the mistresses. All you need to know, Rising Sun, is that they are the ones that will free us both. You must have complete dedication to their wills. Once Mesh Kennet is dead, you're free to go about your way. He nods. Wonderful. Follow me. He comes out. He looks down the hallway. 
Eleanor. <gasps> I am going to compel your aspect that you are glamoured as Firehead. <laughs> and you have no fake yes. points. Just, 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 just. <laughs> but you get one. Yeah, get one. The cost of which is that you happen to look like the person who threw him down here in the first place. I will take it. I will take it. I need a fate point. You need a fate point, yeah. So he sees you, and he 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 looks at Yolak for a moment. His eyes flare. He howls. Yolak, you get backhanded against the wall. And he goes charging down the hallway. Sure. Eleanor, you have no idea where this guy just came from, because you've been focusing on the gems for several minutes. Suddenly there is a howling knoll coming down the hallway at you. And he is the size of, like, a truck. Oh, man. Um... This is exactly the scene in one of the X-Men movies when they busted the juggernaut out of his jail cell and he was just like, all right, here we go, kids! And just, like, went beeline straight down the hallway. Uh, so Eleanor's just been with Mira and they're, like, doing this very focused thing and she's all, like, you know... Totally. Tomlin, Mira, oh, no, what are we going to do? Oh, no. And then there's a knoll. I mean, she's probably going to bite him. Wait, what? What? <laughs> you or can you can drop just it? drop the glimmer. No, I don't want to drop the glamour. Why? You can put it back up if we need it. Nishkenna already knows he's dead. Yeah. Okay. And it's been a long time since that battle started up on the surface, so, like, everyone that's been out there knows he did. Okay. Okay, I dropped the glamour. I want him to see that it's me. But here's the thing. I don't know that. No, you don't. That's true. I think I would keep the glamour. Okay. Okay. What do you do instead? Because there is a Mack truck of a knoll barreling oh, down the hallway shit. at you. I don't what do know. you do? I don't know. Uh, okay, so I'm going to veil myself. I'm going to drop the glamour and veil myself. Okay, because... now I need, a, I need a fast roll. Because this is about how quick you react at the moment. That's a one. Oh. You need a two standard. Well, I have a one. Okay. So, um, you have the fancy fate point that I just gave you, or uh, you can not be fast enough, and he will crash into you. I'm keeping the fate point, so whatever happens, happens. All right. All right, cool. So, Big Knoll Dude crashes into you, Carries you down the hallway. 
uh, raking you against the wall, so and point, then you disappear out of sight, and he's like, what the what? And... I would assume that my glamour drops once he comes crashing into me. Yeah, sure. So, so he sees that I'm not Skullhead anymore. Oh, I like that outcome. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's go with that. So he crashes into you, rakes you across the wall. Take uh, take two stress. Well, we are in the pyramid of death. Yeah. And Porter wants to kill us, so. So since stress is stress feels inappropriate. I mean, I think it's appropriate. I think two stress sounds great. I'm gonna say let's take your exhausted condition. Which is? Which is a two-stress condition that will stick around. Which means I just have two stress? No, no, no. So, conditions are used to absorb stress when you don't have stress, or we use them for, like, out-of-scene things, because stress will go away right away, and it doesn't, so... uh Okay. So, it's a... You're going to get raked into the wall. <laughs> your glamour is going to come down. He's going to realize what happened after that. You are beaten and bruised. And at that point, he realizes Yolak coming, chasing down the hall, going, No, stop, stop. That wasn't quite, didn't sink in before. <laughs> and he looks down and realizes that you are no longer Firehead. You nope. Are, I'm beaten and bruised on the ground. Yes, and he puts... After getting and, pounded against the wall. Yep. He puts two and two together and finally does the math and realizes what what's going on. Sort of. And backs uh, off with his hands held high. Apologies, Eleanor. This is Rising Sun and he's going to help us kill Mesh Kennet. Are you two ready to move on, Pat? Yola! Eleanor was just sitting on the ground. She does not know what just happened. That was pretty awful. So Mira is just standing by and watched. Yep. Watch Eleanor get whisked away, and now she's standing in the cell all by herself, just trying to pick up the pieces of what's happened in the last nine seconds. And um, and she comes out and and kind of surveys the scene, like. Eleanor somehow came out of the battle with Nakumba pretty chill, and then all of a sudden there's this stranger standing here, and she's on the ground injured, and all she heard was kill Mishkenet. Hmm. And she now has, like, this steel resolve. And she, you know, her little slight frame squares off with this enormous knoll. And just looks him straight in the eye and says, do you know where to find her? He looks up and goes, up, I think. Let's that's, go. That's all I know. Yolak, here's what needs to happen. We're going to go out of here. I need you to check every cell for any breathing soul that we can spring free. And when we leave this place behind us, we're going to light it up so that she can never imprison anyone ever again. And um, 
And so hopefully while this is all taking place, um, Mira's reaching into her bag and she's uh, getting out some mushroom caps and she's working on a, um, on like a spore bomb that's going to sort of spread um, these mushrooms that will, it will grow and ignite a uh, flammable gas. And on our way out of here, we are going to shut the skeleton door behind us. I'm going to say, sorry about the grapes. And I'm going to hit the staff of summer flame and we are going to blow this popsicle stand. That is rad. I feel like now you get the thorns should be lighted up. <laughs> this is great. Okay, cool. I like this plan. Right, Let's blow this popsicle stand. Okay. Literally. All right, so. I don't think we should light it until we are, like, out. Oh, no, oh, it's yeah. definitely going to be one of those, like, cool guy, you don't look at the explosion while you're slowly walking away okay. from it. Like, we're okay. out the door, and I'm going to, like, hit the staff of Four Seasons behind me, and it's going to be slow-mo. So you you all start strolling upwards out of the dungeons while Yolok starts freeing any of the 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 poor uh, pitiful souls in the cells. There are more of them on the upper le- on the the first level that you came through. There's very few down on this lower level. And uh, as you go, Mira is ho- is spreading exotic mushroom spores into the air and multiplying them. And there's a thick cloudy haze filling the dungeon behind you as you walk upwards and you you send a uh probably a crowd of maybe a dozen starved and wretched people of of varying um ancestry out the uh, out the door to the dungeon and the the skeleton is looking down from his perch going ah um, uh, what, what, um, I think I'm, I think I'm supposed to give an, uh, an alarm. And you, all of you start coming out and he sees the big Noel and then Noel just growls at him. And he's like, I, 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 um, I think I have to raise the alarm, ladies, grapes or no grapes. I'm very sorry. It would be in your best interest if you didn't. I can save your life if you don't. Otherwise, you're going up. One way or the other. Ooh. Mira, give me a bold. There's no consequences here. I just want to see. How is she going to save him? Shutting the door. I don't have any idea. (laughs) (laughs) Can you save him? If if you shut the door, he won't get fried. If you leave the door open, he's going to get incinerated. <laughs> I mean, if we, like, shake the foundation of this place and it collapses by the time we're out of here, he's going to be amongst the rebels. So I, I'm offering him a backpacks ride out of here. Oh, if okay. I'm so, you know what, let's actually, um, let's actually... Go ahead and uh, forget that roll. Forget that roll. That's not important. Um, Okay, Mira, first thing, go ahead and give me a a focus roll to create your spores. Difficulty two. You're kind of taking your time as you walk on up, spreading the spores, 
And uh, so go ahead and give us a roll to create advantage for that. And then what I'm thinking is after that, we will let you then make an, an ignition roll using the uh, the heat object function on your staff rather than the fireball. And we're going to see how that all turns out. Well, all it has to be is a spark. And so I was hoping I could just, because that my heat object is only once per session. So I was hoping I could literally just do like a firebolt, just sort of like into the empty space and just uh, okay. sort of. I was gonna let I was gonna let you use the bonus from that one because that's a pretty big bonus. Yeah, I don't know. Depending on how many fate points it takes me to get the yeah. spores, we'll see. Fair enough. Let's just see the spores. This is a focus roll difficulty too. Should be relatively straightforward. Okay. For Mira. Uh, two. Okay. So. That is a tie. So we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, you can create the aspect. That's not going to let you get any invokes on it, which is probably going to make it not all that impressive. But if you'd like to juice that up with a fate point, you can, or this can be more of a, uh, it, it's, it's going to just affect the level of scale of what you're creating here. Okay. So you're succeeding, so, but only barely. So if I do nothing, it it does exactly what I need it to, and I can't use it to invoke anything else. Correct. And the next roll is going to be the force roll to light stuff up. This has been the creating the spores. So Got how it. combustible are these spores, right. and how big is the boom going to be? Well, I've got two of them. I'm willing to spend. No, it succeeded. I'm going to let it ride. And okay. if I have to use both my fate points to boost the ignition, I'll do it. All right, cool. So you have the cloud of spores. Now you need to ignite it with force. Okay. Or brutal. Sorry, brutal. I'm mixing up my, my versions of the game. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I'm going to use my my bonus because yeah heat object is a plus four out of combat that was my point yes yes <laughs> i had forgotten the stats there um so because but i'm rolling yeah i'm rolling with focus plus four okay this is force or brutal this is oh does that let you use focus the sure. object is focus yes it does go for it light it up Golly, I'm glad I did that. Um, must be really sad because my blue water dice are not rolling well. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> um, no, I got minus two on the dice. So my focus is three, but the bonus is plus four. So that's seven. It's still a five. Okay. So what you all see. So Mira has been spreading a cloud of spores throughout the dungeon but as you've all walked up and now the door is uh, she stands at the open door underneath the uh the protesting skeleton and she holds out the staff of four seasons and unlike every other use you've seen where she's like launching a launching a fireball this is now like an intense ray so she lets go of this intense blue beam of fire and holds it, and you just hear this fiery rumble happening, coming 
from deep down in the dungeons as all of these spores start combusting. So, Mira, do you close the door and run, or do you just run? I think we run. Well, I want to... I'm almost wondering what would do more damage. If we close the door, it would be like a pressurized environment, and it might kind of go. Like, it might do more structural damage if the door is closed. Because we also don't know kind of what's down the hall of the catacombs in the opposite direction. Which is presumably where we're running. I thought we were running up. But it's a cro- there's up and there's a cross, right? So the across takes us to the. To the... So I I feel like we're probably going up because Mishkana wants wants us. So I would assume that she would have Tomlin close to where she is, so that we have to come to her. So that's the whole point of this thing. Is it to sounds get us. like it. So, so I would the catacombs be a sneaky way to get. But the catacombs, yeah, the catacombs, the catacombs, where did they, where did the skeletons say the catacombs led? I think they're out. Isn't it like a way out? No, that's the, there's a secret tunnel on the way to the catacombs, but the catacombs are something different. So we haven't been to the catacombs. You haven't been, you haven't actually heard like, much about them. I feel like we need to go up. I don't think there's anything in the catacombs for us. <sighs> yeah, I think. I mean, I went, ten, I went 10 steps deeper and found us a, you know, eight foot tall, Noel, who wants to join our squad. Right, but Tiffany just lit the pyramid on fire. Well, the basement. Yeah, but things are going to happen. Like, we got to get Tomlin. We got a clock ticking. So, yeah. I I mean, we could split the party. No, I think, no. I think we go up. I think we don't know if the catacombs... We don't know if the catacombs lead... You know, to further depths or, or out entirely, um, we need to. I, I think she's in sort of a singular mindset of. Now, if we go up, there are more guards there, right? The the first level of the dungeons had a bunch of guards, right? I can veil us. The, I mean, now there are four of us. There, no, there are way more than us. This is a full on prison break. Yeah, you guys have a. Pri- in fact, I was going to give you an aspect of prison break with a free invoke on it. Yeah, I say we just go for it. I think we just go. Plus, yeah. it would be nice to keep uh, to keep Bone Guy alive. You know, if you close the door, then he stays alive, right? But don't we need that fire to get people riled up and have them have to do other things too? Distraction. No, I think the explosion is going to be, yeah, she, she intends structural damage. She closes the door and the door, the door itself may blow, but the blast will be mainly contained. And with the scale of the blast, it's going to do a lot of structural damage that is going to have to be dealt with in one way or another that may not necessarily light us aflame. Okay, all close right. the door. so you close the door, and you all go running towards the elevator, and sure enough, the there is, you feel a deep, cut, like, rocking under your feet, and you all sort of stumble for a moment, and sure enough, the door 
just explodes off its hinges and comes shooting down the hallway. You all duck out of, jump out of the way, and it goes crashing against the wall. And there is a huge burst of flame, but you're all safe. And there, you all feel the, 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 you all feel the pyramid shudder. Ooh. You have. Oh, Mira. You now have an aspect of shaking foundations with one free invoke. So you have two things going for you right now. You have prison break. And you also have shaking foundations. And depending on how you, where you point him, Rising Sun might just serve as extra, as a, a double invoke on the prison break, depending on what you do with him. I want him to come with us. That will certainly be different. So. Did the skeleton guy survive? Yes. He screamed as the door exploded underneath him, <laughs> but he seems to be okay from his perch above the fiery door. <laughs> That's on fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Poor little he's a magic kid. eternal skeleton. It's not, a, it's not the first time he's been on a little bit of fire. Okay. Cool. So we run towards the elevator. Okay. So you get to the elevator. You have a whole crew of people. Well, we gotta fit all of them in there and you use that do. key card. It's a big platform, thankfully. This platform is big enough to hold like a squad of soldiers. So. So Yolok knows where to go, right? Because Yolok saw where Mishkenet was. <laughs> well, I know where the office is. Let's do that. So hold on, though. She, we saw her. She didn't see us, but we saw her on our go way out the in. front door. Yeah, we want her gone. We need to go get Tomlin, who's probably close to her office. Hopefully. It's worth a check. I mean, be a good good enough place to start. So yeah, we, we need to go. We need to let Yolok lead the way to get to where he was. Okay. Uh, so, okay. You get to the elevator. You now know, you've figured out how the thing works. So, you go rising up. Um, you have a whole crew of prison break. Are you going to take them with you all the way up to the top floor? Or are you going to release them on the main floor? What are you doing with all your prison uh, They're break? coming with us. They're distractions. Okay. Okay. I think we, like, I think Mira addresses them and kind of speaks to the crowd, I guess. And... Um, just issues a word of, I can't guarantee your safety, but a chance at freedom is better than what you were experiencing before. So you're not beholden to us. You can run for it if you like, but if you stay with us, we'll protect you. <laughs> this is what Mira said. You guys don't have to fulfill my promises as we've learned. <laughs> Uh, this is a nice sentiment. I mean, we're going after Tomlin. We are. We're so the out. elevator, uh, I punch in the, uh, put the key in, turn it, uh, I, I can't recall counterclockwise or clockwise, but the way that goes up, 
I yes. go straight to the the highest level that the elevator goes to, which was that sort of library office level. Okay. So Sit. you start going up the levels and it's like writing, you know, a column up through the space and suddenly the air opens up and you are on the main level. And it is, the platform is still moving upwards, but you see far down the big open hall of the pyramid coming back in the front doors. You see the golden form. Oh, go faster, go faster, faster, faster. Meshkenet and her soldiers. Oh, no. And so I'm going to pause for just a moment. No, we need to go faster. The, up. The, the, you can keep going up. If you want to release your prison break and most notably Rising Sun... He will buy you time. Ooh, let's do that. Yep. Have at it, boyo. Or you keep everyone going up to the top with you, and they will catch up with you sooner. But they are coming. So they're going to get to us anyway. Like, they're coming. Yeah, we're, we're buying ourselves some time, yeah. and Rising Sun is going to be glad for us to give him a face-on opportunity with Meshkenet, which sure. I'm sure he'd be pretty mad at us if we disallowed him to do that. Could I... Uh, b b okay, so before we <laughs> commit, what... Like, how many soldiers are we talking? How fresh do they look? Do they look like they've been kind of uh, beaten up a good bit outside? Or are we missing limbs? Or what, what's They're the deal? They're an awfully long ways away. Her squad was her squad of were-tigers that she was exiting with before. And it doesn't look like there's as many of them. Side note, that makes you wonder what all happened out in the front courtyard with your whole, like, cat rebellion. But that's Ooh. another question for another day. So, so there are fewer of them. We can't really tell their morale or status or anything yeah they're like a football field away down this enormous nave could i ask for a compel on complete devotion to complete dedication to the mistresses that depends on what you have in mind uh as the column rises up um i lean over to rising sun and say you wanted a chance to kill Mesh Kennet once again? How is that a compel? Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Work, work with uh, me here. Work with okay. me here. You wanted a chance to kill Mesh Kennet once again? Yes. Here's our chance. Leave the elevator right now and remain hidden. Wait. Does, does does he do that? Hold on. I'm does so he do confused. That? I'm I'm telling him to leave the elevator. Does he do that? But where's the stay hidden part? 
like on the other side of like so the the elevator is a column in the middle of the room, is it not? Yeah, basically. It's going up. They're entering from the east side. Yeah. So if you exit the west side, the column goes up. You're behind the column, correct? Oh. Sure. Hadn't thought of it that way. Sure. Why not? Okay. okay. Does he do that? Yes. Okay. I'm still not at, sure how this results in a compel for you, but I'm down for it. I look at Mira and Eleanor, and I say, I hope you find what you're looking for. And I jump off the elevator. <gasps> Wait a minute. Okay, so I We think... don't split the party! I think... No. I think Yolok is selling himself to go toe-to-toe with Meshkenet. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, he's gonna die. That's a really bad plan. Had yes. he consulted with us, the... Complete dedication would have yeah. shut this idea yeah, we down. Yeah, said no, absolutely not. As I recall, Yolok was given explicit instructions to start acting more of his own accord. Or maybe Brendan's like, I'm bored with this game. He I'm going to get my character no, killed. Not at all. Bored. He might not be bored and want out. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, so... Okay. I'm pretty... Yes, you can sure as hell have a fate point for that. Cool. Alright. So you and uh, you and Rising Sun jump off the platform together? Yep. And hiding, we're hiding on... Hiding on the opposite the, side? On the opposite side. Is there any other place for cover in this grand room? So there are a whole lot of columns and statuary and stuff that will require some stealthiness. However, we're gonna put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Alright. Regardless, it buys time. Okay. Alright, wow. So the call. I'm looking, I, before the moment passes, I am looking at the potions that we have, and I want to throw him the invisibility, uh, oh no, we don't want to keep that. I know, we need to keep that. We have a lot of Yeah, no, we need that one. He's pretty stealthy as it is. Okay, never mind. Okay. We need those potions. Yeah, never mind. I, he acted too fast. I couldn't. Yolak was acting on his own accord. He decided. <laughs> Jumped off of a moving yes. surface. I mean, we're just probably sitting there going, "What the?" And he's gone. Well, Mira definitely calls after him, but it's like long after. Yolak. Yeah, platform's yeah. moving up. All right, so the platform rises, and it goes up. So we still have all. So we still have all of the prison break. Yeah, the people. prison break folk weren't that didn't have the reactions of okay, Rising Sun and Yolok. So you reach up to two floors higher, and the platform stops, and it can't go any further. And this area is dressed in finery. And Eleanor, you feel. Oh no! His presence. Oh no! I was so it worried is, that the closer we got, this was gonna come up. It is big, and it—you felt it as the elevator is rising, but it is like 
it is like hitting you hard. And now I grab on the Mira just to like steady myself. Mira is close. All I can say. It is. You feel it like a compass. It is that way. And it points back around a little, a little, a little bend from Ooh. the exit of the elevator to... Can uh, I compel myself? Can I compel my venom in my veins to go that way? <gasps> yes. Yes. You may have a fate point for that. Because so. I actually think that he's probably with Tomlin. I think they're probably all in the same area. Oh, that, yeah, she, Mishkenet probably entrusted supervision of her bait to her ally. Especially if she knows we're together. Like, I just think that it's all it's coming into the same place. So, mm -hmm. yes, I want a fate point. Mira, I, we have to go this way. And I'm going to lead us in the okay. direction. Hopefully I'm right. You don't tell her why. I don't tell her why. Okay, that's a key <laughs> part of the fate point. Okay, so... But I think... The feeling leads you in through a, a very fine open door, and you walk into a library. Wait, I want to veil us. Okay, roll. I don't know if it's going to matter, because he could probably feel... It'll be confusing, oh. at least. Oh! Oh, shit. <laughs> What's your clever? Oh, that's a one. I've got a one. Yeah, I've difficulty one. for doing two of you is three. Ooh. We've done that. That's Ooh. our. That's been our precedent. So you fail by two. Uh, so you're I'm going to use a fate point. I just freaking got oh, it. Damn. Or you can take two stress. <laughs> oh, I'll take two stress. Take two stress. <laughs> I'll just take two stress. At what point do we recover stress? Um... At the end, stress recovers at the end of the scene. Okay. You are just entering a scene. Well. So. Here we go. And that <laughs> is, that will matter. So, <laughs> as you are veiling yourself, it is hard. You, f you are so distracted. And for a moment, Mira flickers and you strengthen the veil and you, you are both hidden. And you walk. What is the prison break doing for us at this moment? So they are standing on the elevator at the moment. They are all looking very confused. Yeah. Because they don't know where to go. Because on the main level, they'd like have a sense to run. But like up here, they're like, where do we go? There's no, there's, there's no windows. There's no. I feel bad that we brought them up here. I kind of feel like we should have let them Is there off. like a closet or somewhere where we could like tell them to hide a until closet? we figure out an exit strategy? You could point them in a direct and say, go that way. I think we should just tell them to go down. What are you going to do? Make a decision. Or tell them to I'm wait. Gonna... I don't know. You just gave them a psych up speech. <laughs> it's true. Hey. Um. Yeah. I. I want to hide them until we can. Until the chaos subsides. But I also want to like. So Eleanor accepting that compel means you don't have time to hide them because you're at you're moving. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we're like stay there. So your choices are stay here or go that way, down another hallway. That's I not think the stay here. You're going. Stay here. 
can we give them the choice? <laughs> Stay here and the elevator may take you down if the next person calls it or I mean, I'm sure they're going to do what they want anyway. We're sure. not watching them. Yeah, they're not going to agree necessarily yeah. on that. I think we just let them do what they're going to do. Okay. All right. So you two go. We hope yeah. good fortune follows you. We've gotten you this far. I'm sorry we couldn't see you through to safety, but we wish you the best of luck. A little invisible voice says as we go scurrying down <laughs> as the you hall. fade away. Follow us and we'll take you to freedom. Well, you know, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> well, the state changed awfully quickly when our muscle and our stealth swan dove off a moving elevator and left us to our own devices. Very true. I think yeah. uh, a critical question on my end here is, is the elevator moving down now? Not yet. We'll come okay. back to you later. Wait, they don't have a key. The prisoners don't have a key. The key was in the little thing yeah, we just in the left mechanism. It. You presumably left the key yeah, in the mechanism. Yeah, we just left the key. Yeah, the key's in the yeah, mechanism. Okay, so Mira or Eleanor, you're not taking the key? Ooh, I think we need the key. I'm taking the key. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're trapped up there regardless. Yep. Okay. Okay, let's cool. move probably at least on. take time for someone to sort it out. Okay, so the two of you invisibly walk into the library and it is eerily quiet. There are candles. It's very dark in here. There are candles here and there. There are bookcases off to the right. On the left side look more like the sort of the study of the library, the table, the chair, tables and chairs to rest and have refreshment while one researches. And off to the right are the piles of, or the, the shelves of books and books and books. And in front of you is a wall with a number of kind of decorations. And something catches Eleanor's eye. It's a sword of the northern style. And in fact, it has the Westergaard family crest on it. And it looks really similar to the sword your grandfather used, but not quite the same, but of the same era. <gasps> that oh is clearly gosh. the sword of someone from your family. Why does she have it? But it's old. <gasps> oh, I'm getting that sword. It's a long time gone. I am taking that sword. Okay. Right now? It's a no, not right now. Not right now. Okay. I know. Because it... if you were gonna come, if she if she had enough wherewithal to project Tomlin into the dungeon in the event of our arrival, and she planted a Westergaard sword oh. in her office that absolutely is going to be booby trapped <laughs> good point i note it actually i don't think it is i don't think porter would booby trap that <laughs> until now now it's absolutely booby trapped <laughs> thank you tiffany aaron is infinitely more clever than i <laughs> I, i'm not touching that right. sword but yeah. i am noting i'm getting it on my way out cool all right. And I'm pissed that she has it. 
So the because of the lack of good light, the bookcases kind of head off to the right into darkness. Well, we're we're looking for any any sign of Tomlin or like any doors that look like they're going to lead to somewhere that someone be kept or maybe a sign of like a secret door. There are no doors here. So it's just the library. Just the library. No doors that you can see right where you are. Can we sort of like look around to see if there's any secret doors? So there's there's just a lot you can't see oh. because you are standing in the like Oh, the, the, like, center, the, the opening area of the library, and off to the right are rows of books, and it gets very dark because Mushkemet doesn't need a lot of light. Okay. So. And what's to the left? To the left is a study that you can see pretty clearly. There's that, that area is pretty well defined. There's tables, chairs, um, it's where one sits down with the reading materials and studies, and that is, walled off like there's nothing there okay well that is stuff off to the right yeah is unknown let's go that way space let's let's go check it out so you start walking down the aisle of books and eleanor he is here oh my gosh he is here (laughs) oh my gosh i want that sword and for a moment grab that sword as we walk by just, I just want to, I just, okay, I want to tell that, myself, I'm okay. just telling myself again, Westergaard family business, I'm getting the sword. Okay, point. <laughs> <laughs> and something I was going to propose Awful it. will happen. Okay, give me the fake point. All right. I'm changing <gasps> the sword. Westergaard family business. You can't you leave take. without your family artifact. I gotta have it. Family artifact, you it. take it. And, and obviously. Okay. So, as we go by, I'm just, Mira, I just, that's my family's sword. I have to have it. Just wait right there. And before I can reach out and grab her, she's gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Okay. So, you reach up to the wall. No. (laughs) Grasp the sword. And sure enough, the floor flares in fell green fire in as runes that were painted underneath the ground explode in the same green flame that Nikumba's Nikumba's, uh, eyes were showing. I'm going to make a fast roll. So you are sure making a fast roll in defense against what I'm throwing at you. I got a three. <gasps> I am rolling Good roll. a plus four. What? Ooh. Oh, shit. Okay, That's I'm invoking, a six. I'm in, oh, okay, I'm invoking thirsty. Okay. That's great. So that's going to give me a plus two at heroic scale. Awesome. So that's a five. In heroic super speed. And I'm going to use a fade point to bump that up to seven. All right. I'm so fast. I got that sword. Phew! Yeah. I am totally paying one of my no! demon fate points. No. To tie you. Wait, wait. Actually, so I had a six. That makes me my mine makes me an eight. 
What did yours make you? Seven. Okay. I am doing mine. That will give you one stress. Oh, I'll take one stress. Okay. So, Eleanor. I have the sword. Has the sword. Oh, yeah. So, you take the sword, you get fried, but you also, you, I tell get, us how you. I get singed. You get singed. Tell us how your, what your maneuver looks like that you mostly avoid getting fried from the fell green flame explosion coming up from your gra- the ground. So I go here. up to grab it. Yeah. It, it flares. And as she feels the heat, she jumps and does a sort of spryly backflip right. out of it, which she hasn't done in 250 years. That's why she gets singed. <laughs> but a little whoosh out of there. And I bet Mira's like, whoa, never seen that before. Always impressed when new moves come out of uh, <laughs> Eleanor's repertoire. Very cool. Would you like to replace Fancy Whip with... No, I am... Oh, oh. With my family sword. Oh, but I like what the whip does mechanically. Yeah. yeah you can cool. have the sword without like having it as yeah, a gear aspect. Yeah. Not yet. All right. Not but you yet. Have the sword. But I have my family sword, and okay. I am going to kill... Gothy McGothgox <laughs> with my family sword. All right, so you have the sword. Mira sees this whole thing. So El- clearly, Meshkenet knew what she was doing. She set that trap for you. Clearly. And who won? <laughs> so you head down the aisle of books. Was that noisy? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. she can sense that her lieutenant is dead, she absolutely knows when a booby trap that she set goes off. She's got some kind of trigger trip. She knows. So, you're heading down the I aisle. guess we shouldn't even worry about veiling ourselves at this point. We can just, like, go <laughs> I mean, in. Um, she knows that we're around. She's probably got enforcements, and she still has her Darab security system tuddling around. I wouldn't drop it necessarily unless you need to reallocate some focus resources. Okay. Okay. So, as you're walking down the lane, you feel his presence, and it has moved behind you, back towards the door where you came, and you hear a voice, Elena. Elena. I don't know where you are, but I know you're here. I see you found Meshkenet's little gift. Elena. Do come out and play. And standing in the middle of the aisle of bookcases, about eh, 15 feet behind you, between you and the door. And ahead of you is a long row of dark spaces of bookcases. Stands Darius Obliviat. And he's not looking right at you, so your veil is working. But he knows you're here. 
and he's looking around. So he's in tight black leather pants. Of course. With boots up almost to his knees and a, a billowy white linen shirt unlaced down the front. His hair is pulled back into a long black ponytail pulled down at the nape of his neck and his skin is pure white. And his features are like chiseled porcelain. At his hip is a scimitar sheathed, but the hilt is, the hilt is made of gold with a glittering ruby at the pommel. And one hand, his, uh, his not sword hand is resting casually on that pommel. And the other hand is sort of reaching out like he's trying to like feel for you. And he's just slowly turning in the room, and his eyes are squinting. Elena. Oh. Oh. That's probably not even your name. Is it? Huh. You'd think... After 250 years, that have occurred to me sooner. Oh, well. Either way, it's you. Elena. And he starts moving down the aisle, trying to, like, he's clearly trying to get a bead on you. He can feel you are here just like you can feel he is here. And now that he is there, all of your, like, Senses are just screaming to walk towards him. I'm not taking that compel. What are the bookshelves made of? They are made of iron. Oh. But oh. there are books, but there are books, and Ooh, books are made of you know, trees. What? I'm going to take that back. Great. Uh, okay, you know what? No, they're made of wood. Why not? That's an easy give. Yes, Mira, they can be made of wood. I hadn't even thought about it until you asked. Sure, they're made of wood. So, so I'm trying to make a mental map in my head of... Which, so this is basically like a library stacks hide and see cat and mouse thing, right? Like yep. he's coming down the aisles. He, would he have line of sight on us if we were not veiled? Yes. Or is he on a different row? No, you two, he would, but you can easily start ducking down aisles if that's what you want to do. Okay. I am going to... Eleanor looks stunned at the moment. 
I know. Ellen was in shock. Well, stunned and and maybe a little bit hypnotized. And I I've seen I'm seeing this energy shift in her, and I've I'm kind of instantly playing back from like how she's been changing since we got here, since she started having the nightmares, and since she's started going off in the night without telling anybody, and how she so determinedly said, we have to go here, and then we have to go this direction, and then here he is. So I, without even consulting with Eleanor, I am, um, I like slow, I reach down, and I just touch the side of the bookcase next to us, and limbs start to sprout and basically become like obstacles and creating now it's going to become like a labyrinth where all of the bookcases are going to kind of sprout these tendrils and he would have to get around under or through and these things are basically now going to grow and impede any path through the stacks so we can break through if we needed to, because I know where these things are growing, but his way to us will be blocked. So casting magic is not a quiet or unobvious thing unless unless one is making an extra effort to do so or has a subtle spell feat like, or, uh, or stunt like Eleanor does. But Mira does not. So doing that is possible, but it's hard. So it's because harder. she veiled both of us, I can't use the veil to my advantage on my roll. So you are veiled, but you're not silenced, and you're not... So in order for, like, basically normally magic involves a lot of sound and visual effects. So mm-hmm. it basically, you can do it. It's a difficulty three instead of a difficulty two like normal. It's just harder. Now, the fact that you're veiled. So there, there are free invokes on both prison break and shaking foundations. Yes, there are. But so. that's it. And we don't really have the people with us to do prison break. And I don't know how we do shaking foundations. It, I mean, well, unless I mean, we got it is... lucky and the shaking foundations knocked any of these bookcases over. Hey, that works. But how is All right. that? How is that going to? Like, I feel like that would just sort of make it easier for him to get to us. And he's an old vampire lord. Like, I feel like he could just bust through things if he wanted to. I'm partially trying to also block your way to him. If oh. you are sort of <laughs> I see. drawn in his general direction, <laughs> I also want to hold yeah. you back. I see. I want to put physical barriers in between <laughs> your bodies. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I'm prison roll... break, like maybe all the prisoners come rushing into the library. I don't, I'm open to, I'm open to, I'm open to suggestions here. Um, okay. I'm going to roll my, um, turn the bookcases into a forest. Okay. Roll. I don't think you can use focus right now because you guys no. are under intense pressure sneaking. This either needs to be clever or covert. This is definitely clever. Okay. I can work with that. All right. Uh, that is a three. Okay, so that is a tie, um, which means a success 
with complication unless you want to do something else to change to improve. Isn't this, and that would be because it's a creative advantage. Uh, so, um, it's not combat. Like we're not yeah, fighting yeah. and I'm not doing damage. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I, I assume you're creating advantage at this point to give yourself, give yourself benefits and cover. So as it is, you will get a, you can have an op, you know, um, you can just have the aspect obstacles of, uh, or sorry, the aspect of, um, a forest of bookcases. Bookcase forest, yeah. Bookcase like forest. Does that work to you? Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you wanted to say, use your invoke of shaking foundations, then at this particular moment, everything rattles and bookcases fall to start tumbling together and you like fuse them like i'm cool with like you can you can actually get yourself some advantage some better advantage that way and have an have an invoke but otherwise you just have an aspect does that make sense yeah um i think i'm i'm just going to take the aspect okay so you are able to uh as you the two of you sneak down an aisle of bookcases you're able to kind of drape your hand along some of the bookshelves and they warp in response to your touch and they bra branches blossom out from a whole bunch of them and create sort of like a hedge maze of bookcases does and he react does he notice or care at that point he starts he he starts moving to the direction of where everything started flaring up and he at first he tries to just like push his way through and then realizes that there's actually like resistance and he takes a moment and grits his teeth and rips open a, a pair of bookcases tossing them aside and starts storming down after you so he's on your path, but he hasn't found you yet. So in the moment, if I get a very lucky fast roll. Oh, so sure you can keep doubling down on this thing and like turn this place into a yeah. proper maze. So what I would to. like to try to do is the minute that he puts his hands on the branches to try to like heart his way through. I would like to embolden those particular branches that he touched to ensnare around him and grasp him in place. Oh my. So the minute that he touches my sure. plants, I want them to take hold. All right, make a fast roll. That is a uh, straight minus four on the dice, oh. y'all. <laughs> okay, so he has a, a, a negative one on the dice, but he has a three in his own fast. And this is the moment in the in this moment of opposition, you you learn that this guy is operating at Paragon scale. And he, the vines rip out, 
he whips his arms in a bit of a windmill, wrapping the vines around them a few times, and he tears his arms backwards, and the whole two sets of bookshelves go flying backwards across the room and crash into the other set of bookshelves behind him, and he just sort of brushes his hands and starts moving forward. Elena. That was cute. Come out, come out, wherever you are. And those I... bookshelves, that maze that you started creating, is gone. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So, Nira looks at Eleanor. Eleanor is this... just completely still in shock. Eleanor is useless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like... No, Mira's looking at Eleanor I like, know! Okay, your turn. Vampire <laughs> on vampire. <laughs> I'm not sending you in or anything, but like looking for guidance. I know! I, Eleanor is having visions. He's right there. She's remembering that night. It's coming crashing into her mind. And she's remembering more details about the fact that she, the reason he's calling her Elena is her mission to be in the house of the vampires. She was a servant. She went, she was one of those blood dolls. She went by Elena and she came face to face with him and she let him feed on her. She remembers this now. Because it was the only way to get close to him. And as she was leaving, he realized it was her. And she wasn't who she meant to be. Her glamour failed. There was a chase, and she slit his throat with the with the dagger. She's now... I don't know if she could see that, if that's healed. But she slit his throat, and that's when he stabbed her, and that's when she ran. Like, all of this is in... Eleanor's a little messed up right now. I think Mira needs to take lead. Well, is she frozen in place and open to being grasped and run? Or does she... Is she frozen in place? I'm going to say yes. She's she's open to being pulled along. I'm going to say that. Yes. I'm just... Yeah. Okay. So, So Mira sees that her friend is disarmed, albeit mentally. And I feel like I need a fate point, because she is so... Useless. Yeah, so useless at this moment in time. I'm down with that. Fate point for being useless, I love Venom, it. <laughs> compelling venom in your veins. The fact that she just, I don't, like, I just don't feel like she can do much. Like, it's, uh, she is, it's everything to keep them invisible and not go to him. Alright, I like that. I like but that. I don't feel like I can do any magic every time or anything. He, every time he calls your name, you feel this, like, rumble through your bones that you stop and you look back at him. Every time he calls that name that isn't yours, but is but it carries the weight of your name. Yeah. And uh, every time he says the name, you find yourself stopping and looking at him. 
and that continues. So I, I guess my, my consequence is not, not that I'm taking like exhaustion or things, mm. but, but the fact that I am not contributing magic right now. Like Mira has to. You're not contributing actions. Yeah. Mira has to do this. Okay. So Mira had all hopes that he would be this, this dude whose identity has not been verbally revealed to her, but there is no question as to who this is. She was hoping he would be standing guard over Tomlin's body and they would be occupying the same space. Since that's not true, we just got to make our hasty retreat. So Mira grabs Eleanor's hand and Mira wears, just canonically, Mira wears bracelets and jewels that are made out of things like, you know, wooden carved bubbles oh. with amber gems and little found objects and things. She has a little vine bracelet that she grasps Eleanor's hand and it grows and grasps around Eleanor's bracelet <laughs> or Eleanor's wrist. So I'm like cuffing us together sure. so that we can we can run and that she will be physically attached to me like a sure <laughs> like a ball of like chain <laughs> hostage yeah because it's in your best interest to stick with me so we are going to use the downed bookcases and the chaos to to orbit him to keep him sort of as far away from us as we can as we make our way towards the door okay so uh, he initially moves towards the side that would have been your immediate exit. So it's, uh, he's sort of driving you deeper into the, uh, into the space. Um, and he's going to start pursuing you further down into the darkness of the library. Okay. Another side question. Obviously, we are not scholars. There's no, I'm not the art of, you know, the artifact specialist that Yolok is. Is there any maybe overt indication as to what these bookshelves are containing? Are these just like tomes of records or legend or spells? Or is it like, are they messy scrolls that have been kept and lashed over time? Or is this like a well-kept, like encyclopedia style? It's very well-kept. It's very varied. And some of them are books that you're you like leather bound tomes that you're used to seeing from up north. Many of them are much more in the uh, Nurian style of scrolls wrapped in like a, a kind of rolled up and kept in very ornate uh, tubes that are um, that are standing on their edges. So that many of them look like that. Okay. So it's a lot of Nurian scroll cases. Um, and they look, most of them are, most of them are, are quite ornate, which probably means they're like religious or like state record kind of things like that. Okay. I guess if they're in Mishkenet's inner library and our mission all along has been now, you know, I've got my own, like, vengeance thing going, but, like, if the mission all along was to mess her up, burning down her library would be a pretty good way to do that. Ooh, I agree. I and like that. And I'd like to do that without us inside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. You should go for it. We'll figure it out. 
as so, you are running down the hall, as you're kind of move, moving down the space, you pass a door. Oh no! Oh no! And for a split second, Mira hears a mumble. Describe the door. How do we get through it? It looks, uh, at this moment, it looks like a fairly un, like, not special door. Like, it's not ornate, it's not heavy, it's not, like... Locked? It, it, you're not even sure if it's locked. It looks like a study room off of the library. This is bad. But you hear a moan coming from the inside. Okay. So she's got useless Eleanor tied to her. She's a paragon tier vampire is pursuing us. And now Tomlin is calling to her. Guess where we're going? <laughs> Mira. So I feel like if you would, uh, if you are willing to let go of Eleanor and go in the door. I'm giving you a fate point. <gasps> on your on your now you get the thorns. No, no, here's what's happening. Here's, I, I refuse, I politely decline the fate point to choose. Um, oh God, this is, okay. I reach into the bag and I grab the strength potion. I down it. Oh. And I am going to use that yeah. extra strength to bust open the door and hold on to Eleanor at the same time. <laughs> so I do not have to let go of her to get in the room. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, so I did. I do not have to choose. I'm not even going to make you roll for that door. You drink that potion. You kick that door in. Wow. So we're in the room, and then I am going to aim the Staff of Summer Flame as I have recently done. I'll bet fate points to do it if I have to. Um, and I'm going to light up the library. Okay. Wait, but we're in a room? We're in a side room. Is it gonna How burn? are you going to get out? I'm going to figure that out later. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I need to put a forest fire in between us we, and Darius. If that means Tomlin's on the other we side. We do not have a potion of fire resistance. <laughs> so the only thing I'm going to say is you have used your once per session mm -hmm. ability on your staff. Um, I, I will talk totally let you do it again for a fate point though sure i will do and it that for will a fate point. light up I mean, the library no no problems guys 
Tomlin's a water wizard. We got a fire extinguisher. We'll be fine. Yeah, but is he in any, like, any headspace to do any sort of magic if he's been tortured? We don't know, and we have avenues of re-inspiring his... You're going to have two people who are just like, uh... Okay. Well, we'll see what happens when so we get So we'll see there. what okay. happens. Okay. So you're going to... I'm going to pay a fate point pay the fate. Pay the fate point. You're going to... Light up the library. You di- So, Eleanor, you see Mira reach into your bag for her bag for a moment, pull out a potion, down it, like, give herself a, like a, like a <laughs> shake, and she <laughs> kicks in the door that just flies open. Eleanor just, she's just even more in shock. She does not know what she's seen. She, she drags just, you into oh the gosh. room, points her staff back, and then you see a little pea spark, a pea-sized spark, shoot out into the library and then blossom into oh. an enormous ball of flame, and the library is on fire. Oh my gosh. And you hear Darius, like, <sighs> like yell northern obscenities. I bet I would feel something, too. If he's angry, that oh. probably impacts me. Oh, yes. You Just feel, like a, oh, it's, it's, like a gut punch. You, you have every, it is taking everything you can to not just go run to him and shield him. Oh my gosh. With your body. Oh my gosh. So. Well. In the room. Hands the handcuffs. <laughs> Mira, Mira turns from the door after having just shot the fireball out the door, turns into the room, and against the opposite wall, this is room was clearly a study. And in this room is a pile of limbs and clothing shackled against a wall. The shackles seem really out of place for this place. They're like screwed into the wall and they don't belong in this setting at all. And it is Tomlin. In the exact position Reflection! (laughs) And there are some little crystals on the ground kind of flanking him. And He's in the, he's rolling around muttering the, when the explosion happens, he cowers and screams and just is huddling himself in the corner. So with my newly imbued strength, I, I run over to him, but I grasp the, the shackles and the chains and all of his restraints and I, Tear them from the wall. Okay, that will and... require that will require a brutal roll, and uh, go ahead and give yourself a plus two on that from the potion. Uh, so that would be three. Sure, sure. You tear the the shackles off the wall. He's still shackled, but the uh, shackles are not attached to the wall anymore. So, we don't need to get into the technicalities of the hardware and how he's dragging chains, is the point. But, okay. So, once he's free, I I kneel down around him and I I put my hands, because I don't want to overwhelm him, I put my hands gently on his shoulder and I just say, Tomlin, I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. Tomlin, Tomlin, look, look at me. It's me. 
for a brief it's moment, cute. he looks, and he and for a moment there's like a, a glimmer of like hope and smile, and then and then he shakes his head and he cowers. No, no, not again, not again, not again, not again. Don't be mad. I give him one of the healing potions. That seems very appropriate. Okay. Okay. Usually Eleanor gets really mad when I allocate one person <laughs> that doesn't seem appropriate. Eleanor doesn't know right now. At this point, she's not my babysitter anymore. I can do whatever I want <laughs> oh with her stuff. <laughs> but we've only got one healing potion left. That's yeah. true. Okay, so I so I reach into the bag and yeah. I get I get one of the healing potions and I like I like carefully like bring it to his lips and I say drink this. I promise it's going to be okay. There's a moment where he sort of like keeps his lips closed. And then there's as the as the 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 sweet liquid, the sweet glowing red liquid hits his lips. He he lets it in and then he drinks deeply and it takes he he reaches up a hand and holds on to it and he downs it slowly. It takes a minute cuz he's He's drinking it down, and he doesn't seem like he's had much to drink. And he he it takes a moment as his body sort of shudders, and and he's shaking his head, and his form f- fills out. He looks like he's been starved and dehydrated and abused, and his body knits. His head is still shaking. And he won't look at you. But he looks like he could walk. Tomlin, I am so sorry for everything you've been through. And I I don't know what they did to you or said to you. And I'm I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for my part in this. I'm sorry for roping you in. I never intended. I, if, if you can trust me this far, we're going to get you out of here. And his face, Will you come with us? His face turns and his cheeks look a little less sunken and his eyes look at you and they're just kind of they they recognize you. And he smiles just a little bit. And nods. And then he sort of just sinks. But he nods. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I take both of their hands and kind of peek out the door to see what the i know it's only been a few seconds but i want to see kind of what the the rate of flame is and what our exit route may be and where darius is at this moment so the um the bookcases directly in front of the door are absolutely aflame and moving through the moving from here to the door is doorway is going to be a challenge. Darius, you can as you poke your head out the door, you can see Darius has backed his way all the way back to the 
like entry the the open entryway where you initially came in uh fairly close to where Eleanor grabbed the sword off the wall actually so you have to run through a whole bunch of fire and smoke and he's backed off to there as the fire and smoke are moving that way but I have not yet reached the uh, that that area over there but it's moving quickly it's going to be really unpleasant to run through this space. But you think you can do it. Fire or no fire, a paragon-level vampire stands between us and the door. Correct. Also, um, Tomlin is not veiled. Oh, that's right. Because um, it's not a spear. It's a, it's a spell on the two of you. Right. Now that we're kind of away from Darius, can I kind of, like, wake out of my shock? Sure. It hasn't been enough time? I, th- I, I think so. To get that fate point? Sure. Okay. Okay, so I realize that Mira has Tomlin, that there's fire. I kind of get myself up to speed on what on what's happening. If we can run fast enough, we just need to get to the door. We need to not be intercepted. So we have a I don't know what would distract him. We have a potion of fast. You do. That's right. I, I have my thirsty, which would give make me faster. Um. So I don't know if maybe you guys split the potions. Maybe that'd give you like plus one. A distraction would be if Ellen Mira is still uh, really strong. Yes. I don't want to split, but I could be a distraction. That's a Mm-mm. terrible idea. Oh, we'd never agree to that. No, no. <laughs> and by terrible, I mean awesome. I mean, I guess I could get another fate point. Now I've got a lot of them. I mean, <laughs> you could, like... You could throw his own dagger back at him. Oh my gosh! Yes! Okay, this is what I want. I, this is what I think we got to do. I think I need to go fast, onto like in a different area, throw the dagger so that he comes over here, and then I need to like book it the other way out. So we get him away from the door, basically. Right. Throw throw the dagger, either at him to injure him yeah. or away. In the opposite direction, so he goes to chase after the dagger, hopefully, and we make a retreat. No, I think I need to. Th- I think I need to go to a different area than you are and throw it at him so that he comes from oh. the direction that the dagger yes. was thrown, and then I need to book it around and try to get out the door. Okay, I think I understand what you're going for. So he is hovering around the door, and. Uh, Mira's going to take the the extra speed, the haste potion, so she will be mm-hmm. fast and strong. Shoulder Tomlin. You're going to veil all of them. Then you're No, gonna... I'm not veiling them right now. Oh. Do I need to veil yeah. them? I think you do. Okay. Yes, I will veil them. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no way to okay. get out. Okay, yes, I will veil. Okay. I will veil us. Okay. So I need to do that first. Yep. Okay, so that's a three. 
Um, so veiling, you're now veiling three people. Yep. So veiling two people is difficulty three. Veiling three people is difficulty four. Okay, well, here's a fate point, so now I'm at or five. Or just take a stress. Your choice. Oh, I'm getting really high up on stress. Yep, let's take a stress. One okay. stress. That will make it a tie, so no invokes, but, you have, but you're all veiled. Okay. Okay. Yep, okay. you are getting up on stress. Yep. Okay, so, but you have the fate point. Yep. Okay, so, everyone's invisible. Great. So, they go heading towards the door. You go... Uh, the opposite end. Yeah. So you all, uh, um, are you going to, okay, so lane that heads towards the door where he is at. This is kind of the easiest way to go without getting burned by fire. Yeah. Okay. In order to get where you need to go over here, there's all the fiery stuff here. I'm going to go leaping through the fire and hopefully, I mean, I might take one stress, but it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, in order to do something awesome over the fire... Give me a fast three roll. Nope, that's a one. Okay, so um, with a so you can take two stress and get there. That's gonna give me a moderate consequence. No, you still have to. You still have to. That will fill your stress. Okay. You invisibly. How about we uh, use your whip, and you lash yourself. You uh, crack your whip up to the uh, no. Chandelier. He'll hear it. He'll hear it. Oh, okay. Let's not do that. Uh, I like. That she's just been like, oh yeah, I did a backflip. I'm gonna like go running and like do a front flip over the flame. But you know, she's you still just not thirst. quite you could quite use, there. You could use thirsty. No. I <laughs> <laughs> know where you're going with that. I'm not using thirsty unless I absolutely have to. Okay. Alright. Okay. So you Wait, if I use thirsty, do I take the stress? No, that's not oh. I mean, there's a vampire in the room that is compelling her. Yeah, let's use Thirsty. Okay, so tell us how you superhumanly get up and over the flames over to where you want to get without getting burned. So she goes running, and she's just going to jump as high as she can, and she's feeling that venom in her veins. She's embracing it slightly it feels good it feels good to let that part kind of surge out and so she jumps and she nails that front flip over the flame and lands on her feet okay and then goes running to the spot that she wants to throw the dagger from i love it okay so you see him at the door he has not realized what's going on right now can i flicker my glamour so he can like so it's like I, I feel like in movies where you like see people who have that like super speed sure. like they're there and then they flick and then they run and they flick so I really just want to like undo Get the glamour attention. for a second so he sees me throw it so he knows it's me he sees it over here and then I want to glam I want to be re-glamoured and run oh yes yes that feels like you are trying to out clever him yes 
again. So this is your dis- so that's how you're doing the distraction. Yeah. The flicker, the glamour. He sees the dagger, and then your 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 or not the glamour, the veil. Um. So I feel like uh, go ahead and roll your clever. Yeah, these dice. Huh, I've got a two. Um, he also has a two, and he does not get his paragon scale in this matchup. I'm gonna do a fate point, okay, so that I beat him. I am also oh. going to do one of my fate points. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my fate point. To re-roll. <gasps> yeah. Because we're tied right now. Yeah. That puts me at a three. So you've already done a plus two. Wait a second. So I was at two. You were at two. And then I re-rolled, but now I'm and at he three. Was, he was tied with you at two. Yeah, so now I'm at three. So, okay, so you weren't spending your fate point for a plus two. The no, fir- okay. I was using it to re-roll. Okay, so he was spent his fate point for a plus two to oh, be at no. four. Oh, no. So he's at four. Damn it. And I was doing invoking... So, realizing that he was at a four, does that... Ch- I, I, I feel like I want to make sure you understood what was going on there. I did. I was hoping to get more. Okay. What am I rolling on again? I'm sorry. This is the roll to effectively distract him. So this would be like fantastical facades that I'm invoking. Uh, that is a very good invoke. Yes, that is an appropriate. That's an appropriate move. Oh my gosh! I've only got one more fate point, guys. Well, second you reconvene with us. I know. There's also... Can I just... If, if you can think of clever ways for the the uh, shaken foundation or the prison break to somehow play into things, those are the only floating invokes that you oh. have right now that could conceivably play, but you have to get creative. I, I feel like... like the shake... So, with the shaky foundation... He felt the rumble. He kind of knows there may be a little quaking going on. So his his um, vampire reflexes are kind of all around being noticed. And so he's, his observation skills are more sort of keen around changing details in his environment. So even though her flicker of the veil may not have succeeded if he was like 100% like focus on one part to divert his attention somewhere else. He's aware enough of everything that's going on that any changes of his environment, he's more attuned to. And he noticed even a halfway veil flicker at best. Maybe the, maybe the same moment that you do your, your veil flicker knife throw is the moment that the foundation shakes and he's pushed off balance while which makes him not see the direction that you're going. Yes, I like that. Something along those lines? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that will be a tie, which means... No, I was at a three, so that will put me at a five, and he was at a I four. Thought were, I thought you were at a No, two. then I re-rolled. Oh, the re-roll gave three. you a three. 
So with that invoke, now I'm at a five. So now I am beating him. Yes, you are. Okay. Okay, so. Pay up. All right, very good. So, from the uh, the spot underneath where you got the the sword earlier, you flicker your glamour and he locks eyes with you for a brief moment and you toss, you show him his dagger and then you throw it at him. And Can I smile when I do it? Of course. The foundations shake and the look on his face is very surprised as the dagger doesn't, like, stab, but it, like, crashes into him and he stumbles and you are gone. And he dashes across the room to where you were as you're looping around the other way. And he, uh, you and Mira and Tomlin make it out the door. And you're rushing to the elevator when suddenly he's in the doorway and both of his hands are against the door and he's looking out. He's not looking at you. He can't see you, but he knows where you are. And he yells, stop. And he is going to pay one of his personal fate points to compel venom in your veins to you for you to stop normally I don't do this but I'm pushing on this one if you want to resist this you have to pay your own fate point or you can accept this one Eleanor stops this actually comes out of this okay so I think she would. Yeah, I, I think, think she, she would. would. So, Mira and Tomlin have made it to the elevator. Wait, they're not with me? And you are like a few steps behind. And Mira, you see her. You hear him yell and she stops. And there's like something, un and she stops and turns. And... Eleanor, no! No! Run! You can be this! Elena. Come with me. I don't care about these humans. I don't care about Mesh Kennet and her silly games. Come with me. Come home with me. Eleanor, don't. You've resisted him this long. Let's just go. I took the bait point, so I'm not sure what I can do mechanically or, you, so or if you Mira can, has to do something. The, you stopped. That was the terms. You stopped. This is, this is opening, this is opening up the conflict. So. He is standing in the doorway, both hands on the doorframe, looking out in your general direction. And you can tell that he's just pouring his force of charisma out beyond him. So he can't see us. He can't see you. But he is, and he's calling out to you. 
You are special. You might be the greatest thing I have ever created. You should be my queen. I never stopped thinking about you for 250 years. I thought I'd lost you. And then I felt you on the other side of the world. Come back with me and leave this mess. What are you doing here? Come fulfill your destiny with me. He is making a bold mental attack on you with the full force of his personality and his, con and his influence on you. Now, this qualifies under as a mind control, which your negative energy ward helps with. Oh, good. Okay. Good. For what it's worth. Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't have taken the fate point. So, that is coming at you. Oh, no. With a mental attack of six. <laughs> so, what is at stake here are... My life! <laughs> That's what's at stake here. Yes. The campaign. Your choice is to... You can oh concede gosh. and... So... Or you can, if you take consequences, they're going to be, if any consequences you take from this, because there's a very real chance you might take consequences, consequences will be related to, like, mental tearing here. If you don't succeed. Now, if he takes you out, you go with him. I'd okay. like to propose... I'd like to just peer behind the curtain. Here's what Mira is thinking. And I'm, I'm open to input. Mira at the moment is wrestling with, she currently has the speed potion and the strength potion. She wants to punch Eleanor, knock her out, and drag her to safety. But if she's unconscious, that drops the invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. I love everything about this. Uh, and then Darius takes us all. Or maybe not. But or remember what remember what Mira said? To Eleanor about where she drew the line in the sand at loyalty. It's, see, it's a tough call because it's putting Tomlin in risk as well. But, oh, God. Hey, we have the prison break. And they're at the elevator. 
They are. They are all freaking out on the elevator because he is terrifying. Okay. She's going to do it. She's going Wait. to punch Eleanor. Maybe I should roll first. Maybe I should see if I overcome it. Uh, no. Uh, if no, no, you no. roll, there will be negative consequences. <laughs> no, right. Mira heard Mira heard come be my queen and you didn't immediately reject the notion and <laughs> that was very true. Entertaining this, you're not in your right mind and I swore to protect you and I would put my life on the line to do so. Oh. I know the invisibility is going to drop but I'm wicked fast right now. You are. I am going to punch Eleanor, knock her out, grab her by the scruff of her neck, and run. So this feels like a form of a form of concession. Um, well, I feel on like a conflict. She has to punch me first. Like she has to attack me. This is. I. I, I think if we can. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of offering. A, I like this idea. This feels like a yeah. very good dramatic resolution to this. So some something. Bad needs to come of this for you. Oh, great. <laughs> Possibly well, could a it, consequence. Could it be resolved like as um Eleanor really does like in in that state of mind, like, yeah, she does want to be vampire queen. And so she would actually defend oh. against the physical attack. The physical yeah. attack. No, she's no, stunned. No, she'd no. be sucker punched. I I think, I think, I I propose that you take your moderate consequence, uh, and we're gonna phrase it as, I want to go with him, but Mira Mira is gonna knock you out. But this is going to have he has planted his hooks in oh, you, man. and those are going to last beyond this I night. Well, I mean, we're not out of the pyramid, and I will be at moderate consequence. Like, I'm just saying. Well, I also have more than half a dozen figs and a healing potion. That's true. On hand. Okay, sure. Let's do that. So, what is the moderate consequence? Um, vampire queen. Vampire queen. <laughs> because yes. Dreams of the dreams of I don't know. I like vampire queen. Vampire queen. Because sure. at this moment, I'm gonna go with him. Okay, so Eleanor is locked on. He can't see her eyes, but she is locked into his eyes. She's hearing him, and Mira sees her nod and takes action. And how about you take the staff and clock her upside the back of the head? With your staff. Perfect. And you knock her out, and you drag her onto the elevator, which Wait, you already... Wait, what happens when she knocks her out and Darius sees us? So we're, uh, I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. You've already started the elevator in motion. You drag her back to the lowering platform. And there's a there's a moment as Darius, like, shakes his head as, like, the connection is... Because he... As the connection is broken, because she goes unconscious. And... uh. He comes running out to the edge of the of the elevator, and he's like walking, stalking around it like a tiger, looking down. And Mira flickers into sight. All three of you flicker into sight, and he sees you. And Mira, you and him lock eyes, and he is so mad. 
but he doesn't follow you. But the two of you lock eyes, and there is a there is a score to be settled. Thank <laughs> you.